0: Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show on Liberty Station, and today's guest, do you prefer Steven? Yeah, I think so. Okay, and and Prouse. Yeah. Okay, got it. So Stephen Prouse, who is my guest, um, is uh, I guess you you must walk miles every single morning. Um, t- you know your social media man is is awesome.
1: I did I did four and a half today yeah. on
0: accident, so it's just yeah. And I feel like I know you because I've been watching those, you know, and I watched nineteen minutes of you, like you know, uh, just absolutely hammering spiritual thoughts and faith and all that stuff, and it was awesome. It was embarrassing sometimes, but yeah, it's cool. no, it's cool. It's cool. cool, it's cool. So I feel I feel like we're buddies right? already. But uh, anyway. Uh, uh, our mutual friend Frank Sontag um had you at uh, you know the Kingdom's men's gathering and uh which you spoke here at Godspeak and he said, Oh, you gotta have him on. You're gonna love it. So with that, you gotta tell me why am I gonna love you and uh who
1: you are. God, that's a that's a loaded question, right? Um you know, the idea is I um I I don't pull punches yeah if if it were up to me, I wouldn't even be on a camera, I wouldn't be on social media, I'd just be off in the woods somewhere doing my thing, just waiting for God to you know reveal some promises he gave me right you know since I was a kid and so the reality is that um you know I avoided the camera, I avoided uh every aspect of of you know my face being out there because I was fine being the guy behind the scenes, yeah, whether that was you know and I, we probably have a mutual you know background in e p and other things yeah, but the idea is that you know. Everyone's got their position within a, you know, a team, a squad. And so mine's in the back, just eyes on everything. And so if I need to come up from the shadow, I come up. And so for a couple of years, uh, God audibly was telling me to stop hiding, stop hiding. And it took a while mm-hmm. to kick in, but um, I finally did. So now these days, I spend more time working on um, the social media stuff for the fourth watch and the fifth horseman. So fourth watch is It's a biblical time period from three to six o'clock in the morning it's based off the Roman watches throughout the night, mm-hmm. and um, the fifth horseman is kind of our way of saying um, we're going to basically develop an ethos uh, in and in a code of being so ardently focused on Christ as he's revealing us as kings and priests that we successfully endure through the first four horsemen and it's a mindset mm-hmm. you know it's a spiritual posture it's a footing on the word, and it's uh it's almost Antithetical to modern Christianity right now.
0: Yeah, well, and, and you know what I, I I like about the idea and concept, and I want you to get into it deeper. Is we need some kind of call. You know, we need yep. to uh, we need to make, and this is going to sound silly, but we need to make um, Christianity cool. And what's happening right now is. A lot of these kids, and I forget what comedian was saying um, it because you know everybody's got you know fishing tackle in their faces and blue hair and all that sort of stuff. To actually be a conservative Christian is the new rebellion, right? Kind of cool, and I think we need that. We yep. need um, these you know young kids to understand that. Oh no! This is this is the way. Um, That's it, why I like uh, you know Jocko Willing's um, you know discipline equals freedom. You know, just starting to give those thoughts out there and and make it like oh no, this is different because we all have our preconceived. I'm a preacher's kid, right? So. You know, um, oh God, I, there's two
1: of us, it, say that's funny. I, oh, we'll I talk more about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, but you know, so I grew up with you know what I imagined you know, uh, Christianity was, what I saw you know, in, in my upbringing, all those sort of things. And I think some of this we need to um, redefine in a way that people understand. Because uh, I had John Lovell, um, you know, here speaking at the Church Warrior Poet Society. In fact, we just uh, released another episode that I did with him. Awesome. And um, he, he spoke all about the warrior Jesus, you know, and the, the dimensions to Christ that we haven't been shown here in the typical American church and all those sort of things. And, and so many people, especially strong guys and guys that have that fire and that warrior spirit, you know, put in them, just aren't interested in a weak image of Jesus. And certainly, he wasn't.
1: Matthew 11, 12. And it's Jesus talking, "...since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force." And you realize that Christians don't take anything by force. Christians oppose violence. I mean, even even discussing it, there's some sort of like knee-jerk reaction against it. And which already goes to show you, we're living in an age where David Engelhart has, has mentioned it. Um, I even heard John MacArthur mention it recently, but we're no longer... I used to look at it like it's a post-Christian America, mm-hmm. but the way that they've articulated it, it's actually looking more like a pre-Christian American missionary field. And so from that perspective, Christianity isn't relevant. It's not cool. It's, um, it's probably the, the only thing that we have left. The final frontier, especially for hardened dudes, is faith. Mm-hmm. But not just superficial, check the box, manby pamby, you know, uh, puppies and rainbows, Christian candy land, but like something with teeth. And the guys I talk to, when I, I brush up against them and I, I just lay out the word, I don't have to like, you know, dress it up. Guys are like, um, why isn't anyone talking like this? I'm like, well, first and foremost, because you're not listening. Right. And, you know, then they say, why aren't there, you know, men in the church? It's like, because you're not there. And so all of this comes down to engagement. And so you have the outside world, you have basically the political American that's championing that's all these different social causes, if you want to call them awake, not woke, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's that group. Then you have the spirit filled, almost Pentecostal American that is focusing so much more on Christ and kind of dipping their toe in this political side of this patriotic side. Like, what would happen if you took the patriotic American and the spirit filled American and you all of a sudden helped them see each other's value right. and, and connect? Yeah. Unstoppable. Yeah, I agree. And so not only does that become relevant, not only does that become cool, not only does that have teeth, what are you doing? You're fulfilling prophecy. And there are a bunch of things, and and I'm I'm big on this, right? We're spiritual beings surrounded by spiritual beings, serving a spiritual God, going to a spiritual place. And Most people just have this philosophical faith. Like, I'm going to think good Christian thoughts. I'm going to be a nice, good Christian person. God, God doesn't need you to be nice. God doesn't need to tap dance. Oh,
0: man. Okay, so it's funny. I've been on this thing about nice uh, lately, and nice is not good. No. Nice is actually terrible. It's horrible. Kindness is good, right? You want to be kind? I do not want to be nice. Nice is a terrible, almost insulting word to me. And if you look at nice, nice is a compliant picture. Nice is a weak picture. Kindness is not.
1: Kindness is an intentional thing. I'm going to be kind. Nice nice creates... A domesticated, fractionalized, basically untruthful version of who you were intended to be. Right. And so Jesus wasn't domesticated. Jesus right. wasn't you know fractionalized. He wasn't mar- he So if all of a sudden we're following Christ. What are we actually following if we're just trying to be nice? Yeah. We're trying. To, we're trying to follow culture, and what it, it's 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 apostasy. It's lethar- lethargy. It's apathy. It's all the noise that. The outside world wants us to take on and wants basically wants us to be confused. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, that picture of Christians
0: being nice that has allowed our society to be overtaken by great evil. You know, instead of saying no, get you know, I reject that. Get out of here with that nonsense. I mean, it's it's all that's going on around us that is just so wicked that we
1: allowed to creep in during this time of being nice. Well, do you know this? It's. How many people do you know genuinely have the ability to comprehend evil? We're talking like the darkest darkness. Yeah. Right? Where you see yeah. it and what do people do? I don't, I don't even want to look at that. I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to stay away. And what's God saying? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Is this, is this too much? Am I, is my power not sufficient? Is my grace not sufficient for you? Is my joy not your strength? A- am I not your confidence? The Word of God asks us all these questions because it makes us take a hard line and a hard stance. And what are we doing? We're capitulating, because not only do we fail to address the evil that's very real, we actually make excuses for it. And so yep. not only have we compromised language and lost the language war, we're actually adopting the world's language. And so, what, But what happens, and you'll appreciate this, right? So I have had the opportunity of almost like mediating a table of pastors and law enforcement leadership. Mm, right cool so you got batshit crazy on one end and part of the problem on the other mm-hmm. right and so all of a sudden and wh- which one's which and so what's happening is that i'm trying to help them see each other's value and really what it came down to is this as soon as law enforcement sees the church mention the devil or satan it's crazy town mm-hmm. and as soon as the church sees that the the, the, the sheriff whoever it is won't say it won't actually won't like there's there's apprehension all of a sudden the church says they have no idea what they're up against and so we're talking to children spiritual children mm-hmm. and so it's not to say they're not capable they haven't signed up for the job they're not doing the work but all of a sudden what's ha- it's, it's a it's not just a yawning rift that's it's a full-blown grand canyon between both parties And what's god saying like reconcile it right like, fix it or not only is it going to be broken here's the question will our king return to a kingdom if it's unworthy. No. He doesn't make it worthy. Yeah. That's on us. Yeah. So everyone's saying, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Come. Really? Do you have any freaking clue what that actually means? Like the, the amount of destruction and chaos, and depravity that's going to be let loose, the restrainer being removed in 2 Thessalonians. And so I always look at this, and this is why... You know, my my wheelhouse, I'm a pastor's kid, my horns held up my halo, right? I was always on the wrong side of something, but Mm -hmm. I I was also, from five years old, I started having dreams and visions of of just things that were apocalyptic. I'm six years old, I see the first dead body die, seven years old, see the first demon-infested woman at my dad's Bible, like a Tuesday night women's Bible study at the YWCA in Santa Ana, California. And you know, go forward. I'm 10 years old, 10, 11. I find the uh, Riverside County Sheriff's Department's books on the occult, all the binders, everything. So my mom is teaching at the Rubidoux training facility. I probably, you can just block out all these names, by the way, just <laughs> clear it up. It's, I'm sure it's been too long now. Yeah, it's a statute of limitations, gone. I find all these books. I'm like, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm looking at God like, you didn't tell me this is real. You didn't tell me there's another team. You didn't tell me there's another side. You didn't tell me that there's power. And The church has just focused on puppies and rainbows, Mm -hmm. you know. if you want to call it seeker-sensitive, whatever the noise is. um, The the reality is that society has fostered, raised up and fostered Christian leaders based off society's own wants. They just want to pass. They want an easy go of things. They want a comfortable life, and they don't want to do the work. They want someone else to do the work. It's human nature. And so what's God doing? I personally feel God is removing every pillar of society, not just slowly, but even sometimes abruptly, and you know it's, it's, it's definitely messed with people, but what's he doing? He's basically peeling everything back, saying, like, "Are you ready to focus on me? Are you ready for a talk are you ready to, are you ready are you ready to sit down again, and we 're not ready yet and so my yeah. concern is what else is he going to have to take away? Well, this
0: is cool. this is providential because i've been you know thinking a lot about um, so privately with with the uh, elections, and there were some you know good things that happened in our our elections for sure um but i was being asked uh, you know do, are we going to have a red tsunami you know and all this sort of stuff and i said mm, i i pray that there's a red wave i go but i'm not so sure and you know and and you know i i was very uh, outwardly optimistic on a lot of stuff but privately i was talking about it's not bad enough yet it's not bad enough yet and actually having a red tsunami would be to our detriment, because all it would do is kind of put a pause on, you know, our thoughts about evil and things like, oh, yay, it's great, okay, it's going to Good all- guys, good guys. Yeah, won. you know, the, the pendulum's going to swing back, you know, this <clears throat> craziness and this evil that's infected every little corner of society is just, you know, yeah, it's just going to stop no way it's continuing you know that the people who are perpetrating this evil the people who think that there's 72 different genders the people who want to you know cut the breasts off of 15 year old girls and put kids on puberty blockers and the, you know do drag shows you know in in school libraries and you know things like that they're they're not going to stop you know they're going to continue on they are animated by a great force they're going to continue And continue and continue and and we were all gonna go yay okay can all return to normal
1: no it's 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 almost a curse of proxies yeah we we actually are so disillusioned by the ownership that christ himself is calling us to take on and what are we doing we just want to hire someone to make it better what does that say about us yeah, now, it, as as men, as people, that's a good at, point. And so, all of a sudden, if, if we're so fixated, Jeremiah seventeen, and this is what kind of shapes my political worldview at the at, at the moment, right? Curse are those that trust in men; blessed are those that trust in God. And so, I personally believe we will never be able to do anything of sole human effort where it will actually be better than what it is right at this exact moment, which means we can never go back to a better way, a better life, a better thing. And so what's actually happening is um, we're just buying ourselves time. We're trying to die slower. We're trying Mm -hmm. to actually have this whole experiment come to a head slower. But if we can't even talk about the evil that exists, if, if we can't get law enforcement, right, it's kit. What's your kit? Okay, so you got hardware. What's your software? Whether it's JITS, whether it's training, hand, whatever that component is, if it's not also incorporating something spiritual, when you realize that demons influence two very important things in, within the human psyche attitude and emotions. What are you seeing flaring up everywhere? Attitude and emotions. Yeah. And so what's in the wheelhouse? What do they have for that? Nothing. What do they have? Restraints? What are they going to do? You know, tasers? And you've seen that fail. And all I'm seeing is. Prophecy be fulfilled, and I'm seeing a relinquishing of ownership that's... um, It's not just to our detriment. And uh, do you have kids? Yeah, I've got three. Yeah, 19, 18, 13, all girls. My son's 20. He's about to be 21, just one. Um, The reality is it has to die on me. I had to buy him time. Yeah. And uh, God bless parents that were like, I want my kid to have... I want them to have a childhood. I want Timmy and Billy. That's I want them to have like a great little like childhood. You can't. There's no baby devil. Same devil that's coming for us. Same demons that come for us are coming for our kids. And it's not to say that. And listen for for the you know s- scope of work of what I do. So not just the Bible study stuff. I'm also a firearms instructor. And so I just. Uh, I, I deal more with the, you know, the mindset behind, you know, how how are you prepared for violence? Yeah, what's your
0: background, by the way? Uh,
1: civilian. So I was a civilian instructor for like a minute down at Pendleton, teaching door kickers how to blow out kneecaps, uh, mm-hmm. K one kickboxing, and so I um, actually had uh, an instructor at the time that hated my, just hated me with a passion, and so he made me just kick every single oak pole, every single metal bar, everything he could, and so I got the scars and you know the damage Ouch. to prove it. But um, I was very good at just that one. and and it's, it's lights out. So that was my thing. And, um, after that I was kind of lured into this weird world of either real estate technology or, um, I worked at the Playboy Mansion. So for a couple of years I was doing just catering and then some weird event happened at a, at a very particular party and the guest list got overblown and I was basically instantly promoted to, uh, uh, plainclothes security for the night. And then that off and on again, mostly off, um, I was still training, but I would dip my toe back in and just guard certain, you know, high net worth people. Yeah. Um, but uh, firearms, so back to I'm ten years old, I'm at the academy with my mom and the other deputies would come around and say, like, hey, uh, Prouse, we're gonna take your kid out. Just to, you know, walk around the grounds, we go to the range. And so I'm I'm shooting revolvers, like I got a couple of fully auto things. By the time I'm twelve, I'm like, This is amazing. And so my my love affair with firearms goes back decades. Um, but what's what was interesting is that God's intentionality. So I'm having these dreams at five before there's like a G.I. Joe cartoon, and so I'm like seven, eight, and you know I'm seeing things already you know, in the spiritual side, and all of a sudden I see G.I. Joe cartoons. I'm like, holy shit, I like this. I know this. You know? And I, I remember telling my parents, I'm like, I've seen this before, and they're like, stop watching this. But I'm like, no, I've seen it. Think about you know providence, right? Why is God write certain things on our hearts and our minds before we actually need to experience them or, or cross that bridge. And so God's been doing that with me my whole life. Um, I almost feel like half my life's been lived in some sort of weird state of deja vu where just dreams and things have, have come true consistently. And it's not to say like, oh, look at me, I'm prophetic and spooky and mystic. It's more like um, God's awesome and his ways are not our ways. Yeah. And as soon as I trivialize and put God in the box of my own design and understanding, he ceases to be God. He's now just this construct that I just you know arbitrarily praise and worship. And so once you transcend that, you remove the partitions, you let God kind of infest. And I'm not the guy that's all like, I'm just gonna just do spiritual things and not focus on like the hardware side as well. And so I've just reached this weird balance between the two of it, knowing that at some point this is absolutely going kinetic at some point, you know Second Thessalonians, like I mentioned before, once that restraint is removed, when it talks about lawlessness, it's not talking about just oh they're going to be speeding everywhere and they're going to yeah, be yeah, you know yeah. jaywalking, <clears throat> murder, everything. No, it's
0: dark. I mean, I you know we're starting to see I think just a little bit of it right now. Yeah. You know, um, well obviously we're deeply connected to all of uh, law enforcement, and um, you know there's a lot that is going severely underreported right now. Because it doesn't look good, yeah. and you know, an example of that, and I am not going to throw anybody under the bus, so I won't say. But if um, uh, we we have seen you know, and examples like this, somebody comes by, tries to steal a purse, knocks the person you know to the ground, grabs, fails in stealing the purse, takes off, leaves, no report. Well, you didn't really steal your purse. Well, what are we, we're not going to chase him down, you know. That stuff's happening all over the place yep. right now at, at those like lower little levels, Almost like you know, mi-
1: micro levels. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and so that doesn't get counted as a crime, but that's criminal behavior. That's making everything less safe. I mean, just cause you successfully, this woman was able to fight this guy off does not mean something terrible didn't just happen. Nope. That's that level has risen kind of everywhere. We're seeing, you know, here in our county, and and thank God, we we do have a great sheriff here in this county, um, and, and, uh, you know, awesome sheriff-elect, and awesome officers, and they are still doing the job. There are places where it isn't happening so much anymore. We have two major tragedies in this country that I take personally, and it's poor health and veganism. Battle both by ordering from my friends at Good Ranchers. 85% of all grass-fed beef is imported from other countries, but because they process it here, they can slap the product of USA label on it. Because of this, over 100,000 independent American farms and ranches have closed. Good Ranchers sells 100% American meat. A Good Rancher's subscription locks in your price to protect you against inflation. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com slash liberty. Every item is steakhouse quality and you can order the finest steaks, seafood, and chicken at half the price of those other online meat guys. And I'll tell you, in direct head-to-head competition in my discriminating household, Good Ranchers just tastes much better. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com liberty. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered.
1: So I spend a lot of time in the greater Seattle area. Oh, and, gosh. And uh, yeah, um, it's, it's like a beautiful dumpster fire if you want to yeah. call it something. But the fact that law enforcement cannot pursue, and it's not just Seattle. Oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's all over. And so if you look at that, soft on crime. They've
0: invented a term <laughs> called tactical
1: patience. Tactical, is sad. Is it is like what that is? Patience. That's
0: bad. Just hang back. Maybe it'll fix itself. Just, just be a little apathetic. Just a little more apathy, and yeah. it's gonna be fine. Yeah. And, and by the way, I mean, this is not to knock those guys because they all aren't all. the ones that are making the decisions. You know, the uh, there's politicians that are making the decisions, and there's um, you know, again, overall rise in this lawlessness and the breakdown, yeah. and it becomes overwhelming. And so many of these uh, officers that are good people are bummed out and despondent. And we're, we're seeing it happen all over the place. It's terrible.
1: And so as many friends as I have in law enforcement, and you've got brass making bad calls, right, telling people to disengage, whatever the case it is. it's not to knock the brass, right? Everyone becomes liable at some point yeah, in yeah. today's age. And so it's not worth pursuing a suspect if you're going to you know, have everything taken away from you. I wouldn't want—I'm surprised that more people actually haven't left. Yeah. And, and again, I, I know there's a large transition to EP and to private. Yeah. So, yeah. It, which is a good thing, but the, the saddest part is this there's no strength. And if we see that there's not just institutional evil, which people can't comprehend, I ask people all the time so do you believe in history we've had evil like kings and rulers and emperors? Like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, where'd they go? Yeah. They're like, they can't even connect the dots. And so all of a sudden, like, you think they just disappeared? Like evil has gotten so sophisticated to such degree, and that's why even home invasions so home invasions go up because you know you have in, you know industrial crime right at the, right. the commercial level that ends up going into the residential because the the commercial camera systems have gotten cheaper, all these things.
0: Well, and all kinds of things now are behind lock and key because they have to be. So, you know, just so many things are, are, I mean, they're closing stores, they're closing all kinds of things. So then the opportunity for that kind of theft just starts to disappear or wane. Okay, so then it's carjackings, home invasions, you know, all kinds of other things that end up kind of filling
1: in that gap. And here's the worst. I guess I, I consider this the worst part. You have... The majority of society that says we don't want to over we don't want to adapt and overcome we just want things to go back to normal yeah it's no more normal it's gone and to think that we can have that you're going to have pockets of that that'll be okay yeah no you got some chambered like say. well
0: okay so so uh before uh the pandemic 2020 um we we had a meeting a conservative uh you know organization uh, you know, talking with these, you know, a couple personalities, uh, and we've had several of these, where um, we said that we are going to be like South America, okay, in the 90s, which, you know, even now, it's it's similar, but where you essentially have the, the wealthy people, and in their neighborhoods, they have guard towers and rifles, and, you know, the, the protection around those neighborhoods and all that stuff exists in a big way. Out in the farms and things like that in 2020, we we uh, know the folks that were uh, involved in this um, invasion uh, onto the farms. They had a 200 person gun battle uh, and successfully thwarted it. 200 South Africa was just locally. This is in South Africa. Yeah, Um, you know where they had four guys shooting. And one guy just loading mags and giving them ammunition to hold off uh, an invasion on their farm, two hundred people they shot i think thirty one uh, you know so I mean stuff like that goes on other places in the world that's lawlessness that's a that's a crazy level that that you know is incomprehensible for for a, an american
1: but this is why we think we're insulated. What does the word of God say? you're fair game
0: yeah
1: how Arrogant. How pompous, egotistical, blind are we to think we're actually, we're we're better than that. That's, that's not coming here. And those of us that have training, those of us that know how these things go, know that, you know, listen, there there are patterns until the patterns end. Right. So everything's, it's not like this big, just, you know, continual pattern. It's musical chairs and the chairs are being removed. Right. What are the chairs? It's just the pillars of society. How many more turns of this do we have to go? Mm -hmm. And so, I have difficulty talking about the human condition disconnecting the spiritual condition behind it. And I'm a firm believer that everything that's happening in the natural started in the supernatural. And I'm not talking about like eons ago. I'm talking like within the last 50 to 60 years of this country, especially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's faith affirming for me. And I, I've said it on this show a lot, but seeing the the evil coming up, seeing the spiritual battle we're in, seeing the reality of that right now is bolstering my faith like never before. Um, because you know, if you, it's like that you know black drop black backdrop to a diamond. You know, I, I'm I'm seeing this and going okay. You clarity. Know? You always
1: yeah. you see the clarity. You see the detail. You see the intricacies. Right. But you also, and I think that this is all about God's you know providence. He's given you the aptitude, the ability, the wherewithal, the know-how, and then you've been like a sponge towards things that are of a physical protective element. Most people don't have that. And so even, let's say, biblically speaking, Gideon, when he went into battle, he had 32,000 men, 30, 32,000, <clears> ends up with 300. It's 1%. Mm-hmm. Nationally, we have, we have a historical uh, correlation during the time of the Revolutionary War. Of all the fighting-age males that could have fought, 1% did. Maybe 1.3, 1.5, somewhere around there. So we already know 1% of Christianity is actually going to be on top of it. Yeah. And so when this goes kinetic, it's, I don't expect you know, people to turn into rooftop Christians like rooftop Koreans, right? But at some point, if the house of God has always been a place of refuge for women, children, and elderly, we know things are going to go kinetic. We see society kind of in the throes of falling down. Houses of God aren't preparing, so what's going to happen? The enemy's setting the stage for us to be caught off guard, wholesale. Yeah.
0: Yeah, most churches are going to be so flat-footed because per- uh, persecution, persecution, and prosecution is coming.
1: Did you see that message I just sent you on Instagram? No. They're meeting today to talk about religious persecution for um, refusing gay weddings or gay marriage for those that oh, won't, won't officiate. Um,
0: yeah, uh, that that Senate um, bill that they're that they're organizing right now. <clears throat> yeah, no, they're setting the groundwork, and it's and it's been a long time coming. Um, but, but the language but of it's it, happening. Yeah,
1: the language of it isn't about the church saying, hey, you know something? Um, we're actually called to die for you if need be. We're called to you know, minister to you, evangelize, love you, mm-hmm. look out for you, care for you, consider you exactly as, how Christ considered us. <clears throat> we don't even lead with that. We try and like, go, you know, combat things on a, on a mental level. You're trying to apply a, a human solution to a spiritual problem.
0: Yeah. I, I, was, in, I was in conversation with one of my uh, business partners uh, uh, this morning and, uh, he's, he's from the very beginning of the pandemic and everything, you know, I've taken him to, you know, Mar-a-Lago to, you know, to, you know, hear some of the, you know, political talk and, you know, some of the, uh, you know, biggest events, the biggest politicians talking politics and and him the whole entire time, and I agree with him on this. But every time he's he's so disgusted because he goes, politics are not going to save us. Politics are not going to save us. And he and he gets he gets, uh, so frustrated seeing that. I agree, but I also understand that you still have like you have uh, um, different tactics all kind of moving at once, and you still have to play the political games. Although we're we're so stupid with it, we have been so lousy at it. Totally. I've, I've been. Um, Saying, you know, recently, like with the elections, the way that we handled, and we did a good job uh, here locally, we we did legal ballot harvesting, we played by the rules, we did uh, some of what the left designed, yep. and we played their game. But the rest of the country, and the and most people, and most conservatives have been like old-timey boxers when, when you we're fighting against an MMA fighter, and we're, oh, hey, those aren't the, are the rules, you know, and we're playing the old-timey boxer game, it makes no sense.
1: Pageantry. Yeah. The church has been dancing along to Satan's tune the entire time. And the church didn't do some sort of rallying cry, say, like, listen, we understand. So the Bible gives us inferences to Israel, the church, right? Mm-hmm. How it correlates. <clears throat> so Israel plays the harlot. They get paid to do what they do, right? They get paid for their, their treason against God, for their idolatry, everything, until there's a certain point where it becomes the cheating wife, and it does what it does still, but does it for, for free. I look at the 501c3, how much of that has compromised a church to where they're afraid of occupancy permits, they're afraid of some sort of legal (laughs) repercussion, not engaging in the fight, not realizing that, right, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, right, these are mandates, these aren't, I'm around a bunch of really smart guys, data guys, Wall Street guys, and I've said, listen, you keep seeing this as direct, as data, right, Mm -hmm. the word of God is not data, it's directive. Yeah. So at some, at what point do you choose to engage it that way, and the reality is they don't want to, and... I simplify it. People don't want what God wants. They want what they want. And the simplest way to look at it, let's say that God's word is a giant cookie cutter, right? And it's just got all these like you know, 50 different cookie you know, cuts inside and the dough is laid out. And so all these little cookie cuts are, are meant to keep you on track and to actually give you a life of liberty within the framework of Christianity. Right. Apply the cookie cutter, everything that's outside of it, scrap dough, throw it out. okay. Love what God loves, hate what God hates. Want what God wants. If you want that, good, but God might want you to speak up and engage and be uncomfortable, maybe suffer. Maybe the word of God even says that Jesus attained obedience because of suffering. Church doesn't wanna suffer. People don't wanna suffer. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get in a, a high net worth you know, h- housing you know, area and all of a sudden you realize like these people have no enticement to actually follow the word of God to the T they influence the church why their dollars influence the church yeah and i'm not saying that the church capitulates all the time but well
0: but no but i mean the church one of the worst things i think to happen to the church was the tax against status yeah. because it was um, and i understand you know how they derived at that idea and thought in the front, you know biblically but It has hamstrung uh, the church, and and it was a little master stroke by Satan and the 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 liberals and the left and the people who wanted to neuter the church knew exactly what they were doing. Hey, this is what we'll do. You know, I mean, it got set up, I believe, that way, and it was the uh, long term, you know, seed of destruction. Because I mean, not us. Because you know, Rob McCoy does not care, and Rob McCoy will uh, lose it. He does not. He does not care, yep. and he does not care about money. I mean, you know, of, of uh, any criticism that Rob McCoy would ever have, that's not one of them. Praise that God dude that. does yeah. not. He rolls care. hard in it. No, I've I've been yeah. following. Yeah. yeah, no, he'll he'll go and he'll give it all away. Um, and so you know, praise God, because we have been neutered as an American church by that one thing oh yep. yeah don 't talk about politics don 't oh you know, and they they will stay away from hard issues, not yep. just politics they 'll stay away from things that might be offensive, that might turn people off, turn them away you know and and boy that 's not what we 're called to be i 'm the worst
1: but you 'll appreciate this soft men can 't do hard things that 's true yeah. what so what 's the church infiltrated by? Yeah, uh, a lot of weak men. A I, lot of weak men. And so no, if, it's true. And so I look at it like I see potential, right? So whether we call it weak, we call it soft. I see a man called by God, ordained. He did the work. He went, right? Maybe he was checking boxes. Maybe he wasn't called, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe he needs to step out of the kitchen. He has the potential of rising within himself. I see Catholics. I see certain you know priests, bishops pushing back on the yeah. crazy uh, Vatican I, narrative. I have...
0: I have true beasts that if they knew that um, you know Jesus was strong and they saw a strong pastor and there's some that that you know during the pandemic because of you know our church standing up that that you know would never have darkened the door of a church just because hey they believe in God they'll say they believe in God but they don't believe in whatever that is yeah. you know pointing at, at the weak, way the church tepid. is... yeah and um, and these are dudes that actually should be leading. I mean these are there are moral men that ha, that are dangerous and are
1: strong and powerful that should be leading. So it's almost like God ingrained in their fiber, godly manhood. Mm-hmm. And so what's missing it's their presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the best part is, and part of so i'm I'm starting this line of podcast called Jesus and Beers, and five years ago, I'm in a trailer in the middle of. God, we're just out. We're just north of uh, LA by like an hour, and it's 110 degrees. We're riding dirt bikes. We probably went through 4,000 rounds. Just me, a pastor buddy, another guy that was volunteering on security, and we cut the fat. We probably went through three or four bottles of scotch at the same time, and just it was it was a hot mess. The AC broke halfway through. Like it was just bad, but we had covered so much ground interpersonally with faith, mm-hmm. with protection, and what happened was right. All the filters were gone but we could talk as men, right? Yeah, the Bible says, yeah. be quit, you know, kitschy like men. And there, there's a way about a man that's missing, right? We talk about toxic... Ma- the absence of masculinity is what's really become toxic, but again, they've won the language war. Yeah. And so really, as, as you look at the, the body of Christ, it's missing strength. Yeah. And so, praise God, the patriotic American actually becomes probably one of the most fruitful harvest fields if they can let go of their idol worship of people. Yeah, if they can't let that go you uh, your cannon fodder because you become a noisy clanging symbol because you're so hardened and focused on this one narrative. You can't show love. You can't yeah. show mercy, kindness.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and you listen, uh, you know, no one's coming to save us, right? Nope. Uh, Trump is not going to save us. Elon Musk isn't going to save us. You know, all all of those no. politicians, all of the people that that we're looking to, are not going to save us. Christ <clears throat> will. You know, um, and and our faith in God, and us as men standing up in our families, totally. in our households, in our communities—that is what
1: will take care of us. It's it's that with a mindset of God's will be done, and I don't need the Bible to come true on my terms. Yeah, I'm okay with the Bible coming true on God's terms. God's word needs to be His word, and if His word doesn't come true, He's not God. Right. And so what are we trying to do? We're actually trying to hold on to a framework, a way of life, a way of thinking and doing, a being, of churching that actually allows the church to limp forward. What does that say about us? It? It's like, you know, in some cultures, you know, I'm not going to go full Spartan, but it's like, like the, the weak members of the body, right? The babes in Christ, right? At a certain point, you realize they're actually spiritual liabilities, Mm-hmm. And so you have to have groups within the church that are advancing. Your pastor will never tell you that they focus on evangelism. I'm not saying yours and, and Rob. Right. I'm saying that a church will never say, in a scale of one to ten, we're a two, we're a three. We will only our faith and our message will only get your faith as far as a four, a five. And so what happens if people stay there and don't hear another word, they think their faith is sufficient. Why? Because the church says become a good member tither, check the box. Family's happy. W- you know, wife and kids get dressed up. They go out to, you know, Chuck E. Cheese afterwards, or you know, Applebee's or Rainforest Cafe. Everyone checks the box, and men have barely lasted long enough to get six days until they're back in church the seventh day. Mm-hmm. And so, when the churches closed down in 2020, what did we see? We saw. The end of the church age. Yeah, I mean, church membership is still dramatically down, including you know all the online church and all
0: that stuff. And they try to make it a little bit of like, oh yeah, but people are still have a watch some- party. Yeah, no, that's not that's not happening either. That's the funny thing is nope. it all kind of died. Um, and and I'm happy for it too. Because I don't want the losers that are faking it to be around. We I'd, kn- rather we, uh, I'd rather us winnow it down, you yeah. know, burn it out a little bit, and totally. then have the people that are really committed there. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC Registered Investment Advisor.
1: I and this is gonna sound horrible. I'm okay with them being there because weak people will gravitate towards them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that.
1: And it's 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 this weird duality of people need to get fed. There's always a chance yeah. that. That their faith will be sufficient. That that Christ, just believing in Christ, will do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I'm, well. Okay. Let me. And I'm not saying that's what oh, you're meaning by oh, the way. Oh but... no. Yeah.
0: No. Well, I mean, let me clarify that because I do agree with you on that. But but I I want to get the fake. Um. I want to get the fake people out. I want to get the fake churches out. I want to get the. I want to get the 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 ones that have compromised over and over again. The ones that allowed us to get from you know where we were as a nation to where we are now. I want those people kicked to the curb.
1: But what if the Word of God says that's not going to happen? Does that at all stifle you from if the Holy Spirit tells you to do something or, or let it go or let it happen, right? I never want to hold, like, hold up what the Holy Spirit's trying to do. Yeah. And so Amen. when when Amen. I know... That's fair. When, when I know that there are seven churches in the book of Revelation, right? It's all the way from Church of Philadelphia, Church of Laodicea. Mm. What is... And I, I got to thank Engelhart for this one, right? So what is what does the word say about Laodicea? It's that said, if you would only repent and pretty much change your ways, you would sit on the throne with me. What's he saying? He's speaking to their potential. I love the fact that people will be in church the entire way, even the, the ones that are barely getting through the week, the ones that are barely pushing through, the ones that honestly are... They're just feel-good people, and they don't really believe that Jesus rose from, you know, from the dead and, mm-hmm. and is the Son of God, because what's going to happen? That will be attributed to them when it comes time to judgment. Yeah, I want people to actually have debt with God, because when judgment happens, it's on them. It's not on a pastor for not teaching. It's not on you for not evangelizing. It's not on me for not casting out a demon, kicking him out. Skin in the game, ownership, sweat equity. I want them to actually realize and have the the actual division you know, between you know, the bone and the marrow to be so concise where they're like, oh my gosh, I did this to myself. I'm okay with that because if God's word didn't lay it out for me and if I want something else, I actually might take action uh, of having God's word not come true. I run the risk of that because what I want to do, I want to push them out. I want the weak members to fall off when really what do we know? Like praise God for community. If There's nothing but a bunch of hard people and hard dudes doing hard things, right? There's a softer side of the gospel and the faith and mercy and love and nurturing and and picking people back up. There has to be that balance. Praise God for that balance. I've been the recipient of that balance, and then God's used me. It was even a weird school board uh, thing I went to back in Pennsylvania. So I went out there for two years. I went out there to kind of do... Some business with a former business partner, as well as build up a food bank. But it was a thirty-two thousand square foot warehouse. We were actually supplying food banks with food for free. It was supposed to be sixty thousand square feet, but over the course of like a year and a half, it was it was such a cool story. At the end of it, during it, I had people in, in rural Pennsylvania basically threatening me physically. I'm like, probably shouldn't do that. Just, just you know, and <laughs> the cor- the coroner became a good friend, and that he's even like, yeah, they're they're kind of back backwards know, people, folk right there. But in saying that is that I've 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 done the work on both sides where you have to understand the loving hands and feet of Christ and the sword of the Lord. Every single one of us should be capable of both. So let's say that there's a first string, a first line. Let's say there's, there's the alpha squad, right? It's going out, does a thing, gets cut down. Who's behind it? Who's ready to stand up? So let's say it's, it's giant a-holes like me out there doing spiritual warfare, walking and praying each morning, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if I get taken out? who's in the gap, I believe that God has a remnant. I don't think it should just be a remnant. I think that speaks to the weakness of Christianity where men will not abandon comfort and actually go out. And what does the Word of God say? Even ne- Nehemiah 1, and this just really hit me this morning, Nehemiah called on the men to repent on behalf of their fathers. And the Word of God says, I think in a couple of spots, right, God has the right and reserves the right to revisit the sins on the third and fourth generation. Yeah. And so what pastors telling us to repent for our fathers right now? They'll they'll say Job, Job is repenting for his kids, which really gives us an idea. They they probably weren't great kids, and so that's I've heard the Job message countless times. And so I spent my whole life in church, right? Fathers, I'm a PK, right? I've been around. He was the the music minister for TBN for seven years, and so so I'm down at the TV station in in, in Tustin, California, and I'm like, I don't like pastors. Yeah. I, I, I don't like them. I this is it. This, I'm like really? This is These are your dudes? Okay. Um, and so in, in seeing that the whole time, God, by his grace and mercy, refined this walk with me. Mm-hmm. Praise God, because I wanted nothing to do with it. When I found the books on the occult, I was all in. I'm like, that has power. Now this makes sense. Sorry. Uh, if you need me, I'm going to be over here. And But by his grace, I went to go see Bayless Conley when I was 15. My dad took me there. I was already kicked out of junior high for fighting. I only got into high school because I was 6'2", 270 pounds, and I had no physicality whatsoever. And so sophomore year kicked in, but freshman year, that's the only way I even was allowed into a high school because the – the rap sheet on me was a little, little, little dark. <laughs> but yeah, wow, I was a bad preacher, Skip. But you were a worse preacher, Skip. I mean, I, it's, uh, it's what is it called? It was like the Jewiest Jew. I always talk about Paul, right? Saul. Mm-hmm. He was like the Jewiest Jew. Like I was, I was, the PK of PKs. I did, yeah, yeah, it. I did yeah. it, it. Went there. But good for you. Well, praise God,
0: He grabbed
1: you. But, <laughs> it, but the best part is, like I, I want to be, I want to be available to be whatever God wants me to be. Yeah, amen. That's why I'm super hesitant on. I'm a warrior Christian. Of course you are. Yeah. Are you also just a servant? No, I think that's man. I, I, I think that's spot
0: on, and and I love that you're saying that, and uh, that's because that's a good reminder. Um, you know, for me personally, that's good, that a good reminder for us all. You know, because Dude, I, in I the the times that we're in, yeah, the times that we're in, man, I, I want to fight, and I want to fight physically. You know, the evil that we see, and you know, of course. Of course I'm not okay. Whoever's listening and you know sending direct messages and hate and media matters and all those people. Let's light them up. Um, send it. Full send. No, I don't. I don't really care. It's funny. The, the, uh, I, I get I get so many little you know direct message hate stuff and you know little things that you know come and and I don't turn it off at all because it, it it's more amusing to me than anything. <laughs> um, but what's amusing to me is them thinking that I'm going to be bothered by it. You know, and what's what's funny, and I think of the people that are doing some of this online hate stuff. Um, they're attacking the um, and and attacking in a way that would really bother them because they have kind of you know fragile uh, you know egos or a, you know poor self image or whatever. Totally. Yeah. So they're so they're using things that they think would really get to them, and it's like wow, I don't even need to be liked at all. So
1: <laughs> well, and it, what's cool about having um, having our backgrounds, right? We could absolutely look at everything like we're hammers and they're nails. Right. Absolutely. There's no benefit to it. Yeah. It's almost like it's actually too easy. Like yeah. There's no challenge in it. There's no enduring through it. There's no long suffering. And so it's this, it's this balance of we're called to be Christ-like, yet um, we are absolutely intent on not allowing evil to prevail. And so what is that balance? For me, I found that to be spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. So violent prayer. And people are like, violent in prayer? What is that? It's like, listen, at the top of your lungs, go out and yell at God. Try it. See what he says. Two things are going to happen. Either he's going to bless you and answer, or he's going to kill you, right? Either way, you're in heaven. You're good to go, (laughs) okay? So so the other way is what? He becomes real. I think more men and more people are deathly afraid of God actually being that real, where they can actually get pissed off, go to him in full rage mode, and he actually shows up. You, well,
0: listen, man, you're... Um, and, and I want you to talk about your routine, uh, because you're... No, no, uh, please. Um, but you're, uh, you're walking and talking and praying, and, you know, is 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 pretty motivating to me, because that's that is... You know, I tend to pray more during the day, like walking around and just, you know, in my thoughts and thinking... I, I do a terrible job of the you know on my knees at my you know bedside you know I, I'm I'm terrible that way and I have a hard time with that kind of spiritual practice and this is something I, I confess to uh, Englehart and and you know got like man I you know I have a hard time with my with lengthy devotions I have a hard time you know just the way I'm wired and I want to have these adequate um, you know spiritual disciplines and there's you know some things that I'm incredibly disciplined in but there's these areas in in which I I have a hard time, you know, developing meaningful practices. So I'd love to hear yours and, and get your, your thoughts on that. But
1: yeah, I've, I mean, I should have been dead several times over. Uh-huh. And so at this point, like every day is a gift and, and I've, you know, promises that were made and, and not fulfilled yet. Right. And so I'm in this constant state of tension. Mm-hmm. I believe that we serve a God that wants us in some state of tension with him. -hmm. Contending, right? There's this full blown, like, I'm going to fast and meditate and just clear my own mental and emotional clutter so I can hear him better, which is that's all fasting does. God's talking all the time, all the way down to you and I are going to hash your shit out right now until one of us is dead because it's not working, it's broken. My kids, my business, my, you know, all these things, politics. No one's actually taking God to task. No one, no one's actually yelling God's own word back to him and sees what happened. So we had a guy in our, our Bible study group. I suggested to the guys, I'm like, listen, just go out, walk, and pray. Top of your lungs. Get pissed. They did it. I think we all did the exercise like 15 minutes during, um, it's probably like 8 p.m. Eastern. And one of the guys comes back, he's like, yeah, that was interesting. Hmm. I'm like, what happened? He's like, uh, I'm going to come back to you on that one. So he goes out, he does it, and does it again. God gave him a download of all the things that he's still holding on to. Mm-hmm. God became real. And what did it take? Violent prayer. It took no quarter. What,
0: what I'm envisioning is remember the apostle with uh, Robert Duvall. <laughs> Do you remember that? And and he's he's pacing, yelling at God, you know. Uh, and and you know, it's a um, very interesting movie. I think it's incredibly well done, and uh, you know, not, uh, I, and I think it's worth watching um, for the audience who hasn't seen it. But fair warning, I don't remember all that's in it, and I, and it's not a Christian movie, no, nope. uh, <laughs> not at all. But um, but it was it was. Somewhat uh, inspirational, a little bit. That moment when he's when he's you know pacing and you know kind of like full on crying, you know, crying out to God. Um, and because so, I understand that, you know, he's full of frustration, you know. And again, he was not a good dude. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so anyway, so that came to mind.
1: Imagine what would happen if every single dude you knew, regardless of whether or not they're in that church, mm-hmm. had a Bible, picked it up. Start cussing out God and just threw it. This is your effing word. What's happening? I see all these things going on. He's gonna show up. They don't have the balls to do it. Yeah, like the old Johnny Cash quote, right? Being a Christian, that's not for sissies. I think he called it. It takes a big set of balls to actually be a Christian. But that—that means that you're a spirit-led, spirit-filled, spirit-engaging Christian. You're not just I'm a Christian.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so you're putting it on the line because well, you're, chall- you're challenging God to discipline you
1: and what you're challenging him to do is also to hold him accountable and so why if you're doing your part and you know you're doing your part right you are walking in accordance with what God says you, these signs will follow those that follow me right these signs will be you know company those that follow me yeah. and listen, I know churches certain parts of the of the faith say like oh wait a second we like the gifts of the Spirit, or like, like the fruit of the Spirit, but not the gifts. The gifts are a little too, like, mystic, you know, too, uh, too esoteric. Like, really? So why is it that all the fathers in the faith did it, and it suggested that we do it? And Jesus even said, it's better that I leave and that the Holy Spirit come. And then what is all these things and more you'll do in my name? Like, we'll keep putting God and, and our, our the application of our faith into this box of our own comfort and design. It's freaking terrifying. Because what does Jesus say? You'll know my followers. They will pray in other tongues, uh, cast out demons, raise the dead, okay. cleanse the lepers, he- heal the sick. All those things are spiritual activities. Yeah. So then, oh. so, so if dudes are having, if dudes are having a mental faith or a philosophical faith, and you try and give them a task like of spiritual faith duties and outcomes, they will fail every single time. It's having a form of godliness but denying its power. Yeah.
0: Uh, For those of you that are listening to this on the radio, we're going to probably go over time. So don't forget to click the subscribe button on the podcast app and subscribe to us, uh, especially if we go over and, uh, and this gets cut off on our radio. Might happen. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.